welcome back to another episode of Rewind and Reconsider, where we rewind our favorite childhood movies and reconsider them. I'm your host, Mia Gravidor, who always has a problem saying the first couple lines of Rewind and Reconsider. And I'm joined by my lovely husband, Harrison Fagan. Hey, Mia. Yeah, just Rewind and Reconsider is just a very big tongue twister for me sometimes so i I think just talking during the intro always is for whatever reason (laughs) um so harrison has brought to us a very special holiday and i say holiday not christmas because not everyone celebrates christmas okay but this is a christmas movie it's about christmas it's about the holidays this is about how christmas came to be (laughs) what are we watching the nativity story yeah No, what are we watching, Harrison? We are watching Jingle All the Way, which, as I mentioned on at the end of our last episode, is a movie I've seen probably no less than 30 times uh, on V... Like, that VHS that we had, uh, like, me and my three younger brothers, that, that thing is worn out. I would be surprised if it even still works. Where did you first see it? At home. Oh. On VHS. Oh, that, you didn't see it in the theaters at no, all? No, I think I was too young. Uh, who introduced it to you? I'm pretty sure it was my mom. I I don't know. I mean, for whatever reason, my parents decided this would be a good movie to throw on during the holidays for me and my brothers. And we watched this thing year round. We thought it was the funniest movie on that. This and Cool Runnings, we thought were the funniest (laughs) movies on the planet. And uh, we would like, you know, we would constantly like, you know, if it was, if we got to pick a movie to watch at night or whatever, it was this or it was one of the Star Wars movies. Okay, so what do you remember, like, specifically liking about this movie? I mean, I thought that Arnold Schwarzenegger was hilarious, and I thought that, uh, you know, like, the Turbo Man scenes were pretty cool, and, like, you know, who can't relate as a kid to wanting whatever the hot new toy is of the Christmas season, and, like, wanting your parent to be an action movie star that can, like, fight people in a Walmart to go get it for you? That's it? Yeah. Yeah. I've never had that experience in my life. Okay, well, I mean, congrats on, I guess, (laughs) growing up in a communist society. (laughs) Uh, Do you think this movie's still going to hold up? I think it is for me. I think I'm going to enjoy it. That was a really long pause, so (laughs) I'm I'm still going to enjoy it. I don't think you're going to. Why? Uh, Because I think that it's going to be really corny, and uh, like it just seems like anytime I pick a movie and it's corny, you're like, this is trash, and anytime you pick a movie and it's corny, you're like, that was great nostalgia. (laughs) All right, well, I guess we'll see. I I don't know if we can live up to Hubie Halloween as the best movie we've watched for this podcast, but it probably, like, I feel confident that it's going to clear Kiki's, but that's a low bar, so maybe that's unfair. All right, anyways. We're going to go watch Jingle all the way. (laughs) All right, and welcome back to Rewind and Reconsider. Uh, And we just watched Jingle all the way. And Mia is going to do our 60-second summary where she tries to summarize the movie in 60 seconds. And I am going to pull up my timer so that I can time her. Are you ready to go? Yeah, but did we figure out if I do it under 60 seconds, what happens? No, we did not figure that out yet. Do I get a high five and a hug? Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's good. That's good for me. All right. Okay, so we start off with Arnold Schwarzenegger. He is a big businessman and his kid is calling him. No, his wife is calling him like, "Hey, you need to come to my our kid's karate class." And he doesn't show up because of reasons. And then the kids really mad at him and then he's like, "Well, Christmas is around the corner. What do you want for Christmas?" And he's like, "I want the uh Turbo Turbo Man." Uh, doll and then 
he's like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever that is. And then the wife was like, okay, did you get it? And he's like, yeah, I definitely got it. She's like, well, good, because, you know, they're all sold out. And then, oh, no, he didn't actually get it. So then the whole movie consists of him trying to get this this doll and failing. And Sinbad, the comedian, is in it, too. He's a post office man who is also trying to get the uh, turbo toy. And then all of a sudden, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger ends up in a... Um, in a parade and he becomes Turbo Man because the guy that was playing Turbo Man in the parade is gone. So then he fights Sinbad, who also is the bad guy. He dresses up as the bad guy because they want to get the Turbo Man toy. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger wins the day and then he gets the toy for his kid. And then it ends up the kid gives the toy back to... The kid gives the toy to Sinbad because he felt bad and he's like i don't need turbo man i got the real one at home and he's talking about his dad and then that's it merry christmas all right well only took you a minute and 30 seconds so oh okay no well, hug, no hug for you unfortunately okay that's fine um so what did you think i thought it was really fun i thought it was a fun little christmas movie like it's not a perfect movie it's not like the most well acted movie always <laughs> but this is a movie that like if i was trying to find a holiday movie to watch with my family you know like either with you and future kids or with my parents like you know i think uh, like this is one that i'd pick I-, I think it was a fun movie yeah honestly i'm quite surprised as myself i don't know if quarantine has lowered my standards um of um movie liking but like I it's actually... because the last holiday movie we watched was hubie halloween so uh, yeah i guess that was a low bar but um i surprised myself and actually enjoyed watching this um yeah again it's not the best acted movie it's no, like, Oscar-worthy. Arnold Schwarzenegger, not the greatest actor, turns uh, out. Yeah, comedy is kind of not his thing, so... I thought I thought he had his moments. He but had anyway, his moments. What did you like about it? What what was it that, like, made it something that you would want to watch again? Um, I think it was just the fact that the story was just this dad trying to get this toy and just all the hoops he has to jump through and, like... You know, you're like, oh my god, he's gonna get it, he's get. Oh, no, he's not. And, you know, all these hijinks, I think that makes it fun. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a relatable movie because I mean honestly like the thing that we kept thinking about was our friend and you know former guest of the show Kendrew or multiple time guest of the show Kendrew uh you know and his like continued systemic failures to get a PS5 and like the <laughs> you know that's something that a lot of people could probably relate to right now. I feel like everybody as a kid had like the one holiday toy that they wanted that they weren't able to get or like even if it wasn't because it was sold out. It was just that one thing that you really wanted that your parents couldn't get you or you know now as adults we've all probably like tried to find something for someone and not been able to get it because it's sold out everywhere like I think it is a relatable concept even if probably like 90% of this movie this exact movie would not be possible had cell phones existed like the plot yeah, of this movie true. would have been derailed by the existence of also cell phones. also the fact that toy stores are still a thing that's yeah kind of that like was, lots of toy stores all yeah, over the place yeah like it's not just and like independent toy stores like yeah. he's not going into department stores he's going into like tons and tons of actual toy stores which is like that in, in and of itself made for like a fun visual element of the movie like it's just fun to walk like yeah. walk through it was the funny. action figure aisles and yeah. stuff and they shot at the actual mall of america which like especially in quarantine right now i mean it made me miss malls a little bit but it also just was kind of fun to feel like you were back in one yeah definitely um 
the, the kind of physical comedy was pretty good. I mean, yeah. you got to give Arnold Schwarzenegger that. He's pretty good at physical comedy. And he was willing to, like, you know, you could say what you will about his dramatic chops and whatever. <laughs> like, his physical timing as uh, for comedy was pretty good. His, like, a big eye, like, face, like, when something goes wrong. You know, he was willing to kind of make himself look dumb, too, in this movie. Yeah. It was very different than the normal Arnold Schwarzenegger role where he is the biggest badass in the room, every room that he walks into. Like, he's just... I mean, he's it, just a dad trying to get his kid a toy, but he, yeah, he just yeah. The fact that and he's a, like a, they play off of that he is a larger, more physically imposing than a normal dad, but he's still like a normal dude. He's yeah. not like an action star. Yeah, um, I also like the kind of the rivalry between him and the neighbor dad. Yes. Um, God, I forgot. I know the the actor's name, but I forgot the name. Phil Hartman. Yes, but the name of the character in the movie. Yeah, I don't remember. I'm um, sorry. Yeah, it was just like this random, like this like guy. He's like trying to get with his uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife, but he's just like you. First, you think he's at first. I thought he was just being like really nice, like he's just a nice guy, you know. He was like making her cookies and like you know trying to get, you know. I guess in her pants. <laughs> yeah, he was. It was revealed well, it was, at the end that he was just trying to get with her the entire time, which is pretty clear. I mean, like number one, we've all also had this neighbor, like the neighbor that tries too hard. Not necessarily the neighbor that's trying to sleep with your mom or with your wife or whatever. Like, but we've all had the neighbor that tries too hard, and like that you have kind of a feud with, whether or not they know it. Um, because like they're always putting up the nicest Christmas lights. They're way too nice. Like, yeah, but he was doing things for like. The neighborhood, too. He brought the carolers. Yeah, he because he was a, trying to impress... It was implied that he was trying to impress all the single moms. No, it was implied that he was just trying to impress Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife, I feel. No, not just her, because there were uh, there was a lot of innuendo that I did not pick up on as a kid. Like, during that scene at the karate where, like, all the, all the moms are basically hitting on him mm-hmm. uh, as they're watching. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger isn't there yet, but they're all watching their kids get their karate belts. And they're all... It's very implied that they either slept with him or wanted to sleep with him. Yeah, but he both. was ignoring them because he was sitting next to Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife. Yeah, because wife. He, was trying to, he was trying to cuck Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, that was pretty funny, um, towards the end. And then the whole... No, like, not, I didn't think it, I mean, he's a skeevy character. But it was, like, disguised, though. Like, nice guy. He tried to disguise it, but, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger knew. Like, we as the audience knew. Yeah, At but, least like, I knew. Honestly, I could tell. Honestly, like, if I were to pick between that character and Arnold Schwarzenegger, I would definitely pick that character, Phil Hartman's character. He seemed a genuinely nice person who would do things for you and stuff no, like that. No, he was just doing it to sleep with her. Yeah, but like he's doing all these nice things. Oh my God. He, her, the husband wasn't even there for a lot of things. He was like an but absentee he tried. father. He tried. Sure, but he In didn't do end, anything. In the end, he made it work. I don't know if he was willing to okay so he was willing to go to extreme lengths which I want to get into because this was another I I felt guilty because he kept like putting his job before his kid well I want to talk about like the Sinbad dynamic the dynamic between him and the son but I also want to talk about the extreme lengths that he went to (laughs) to get this turbo man toy I'm going to read wait hold on before you do that let's just talk about the turbo man toy that turbo man toy looks like garbage yeah that thing look like you could tell that they did not want to spend money on replicating like an actual cool toy so yeah they just, i don't know like, why everyone wanted this toy it looks like that thing shit. looked like trash yeah. like something you would buy at the 99 cent store yeah. for a kid that isn't going to know any better yeah and like this kid it's funny because like, one of them was a bootleg one and i'm like that thing look like other if it, it hadn't looks fallen apart it, it looks, looks just same. as bad yeah. as the other ones <laughs> 
Um, so you're going to read off the... Yeah, so let's read off a list of crimes that he committed in this movie while attempting to get this Turbo Man toy. Speeding. Assaulting a child in a mall. Threatening the cops. Bombing a cop. Impersonating a cop. Hitting a cop's motorcycle. Opening someone else's mail. Breaking into a radio studio and threatening the host's life. Doesn't pay for his food at the diner, at least not as far as we can tell. Breaks a mall display for no reason in front of a bunch of people. And, like, I guess it's just it's Arnold Schwarzenegger, so no one's going to stop him. They don't get paid enough. You know, I empathize. Yeah. Um, hits a postal worker with a um, with a dial-up, like, phone booth phone. Like, a, like in the face. Uh, breaks into his neighbor's house and sets it on fire. Assaults a reindeer. Gets a reindeer drunk. And also steals a costume slash possible weapon of mass destruction to like steal uh like to basically commit fraud to give his son a turbo man toy yeah the shittiest looking toy ever (laughs) um well i want to talk about this whole the whole parade thing because i just think it's wild that towards the end everything's just like oh he got his toy that's fine um the fact that the sinbad character was trying to basically kill Arnold Schwarzenegger's kid over this toy. No, no, no. I, I, see, I don't think that he was trying to kill him. I just think he was dumb. Uh, like, no, this kid was dangling off a fucking He was building. trying to chase the kid, and this dumbass kid is like, oh, I gotta run away because I need to save Turbo Man, and, like, crawls up, like, the most precarious Christmas tree thing ever. And then it t- tips over, and he's hanging off, and, like, no one, it doesn't even seem like anyone's freaking out. Even the mom's like, oh, Well, because no. they all thought it was, like, a rehearsed show. No, like, well, they all, the mom knew it. Well, the mom knew it wasn't, but everyone in the crowd was like, oh, wow, really great special effects on this show. If I was a mom, I'd be super pissed. I'd be like, what? Oh, yeah, that that city or, like, whoever put on that parade, like, well, I guess they probably can't sue them because the dad also stole their costume. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. But it's just just funny how, like. They're probably, there's, like, a, there's a um, jingle all the way to where it's just them in court. Actually, there is a jingle all the way to, but there's. A jingle all the way to sequel begging to be made of just their court battle over, like, <laughs> all the w- who did the other one more wrong between yeah. the city and uh, Howard. No, it's just funny because, like, so then uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger rescues the kid and then Sinbad just falls because no one gives a fuck about him. And then this man that tried to kill this child, the child turns around and he's like, here, you can have the toy. Because it's the spirit of Christmas. That man tried to kill him! No, but he he tried to kill him. And then the mom was like, ha ha, Merry Christmas, everyone. My kid almost died. I'm definitely not going to sue this fucking city. Well, because city. by that time, she was like so horny for Arnold Schwarzenegger's no, Turbo Man. No, that, no. I mean, did you pick up on her on the sign? She was like, Howard. Uh, oh, wow. I know. She was very impressed with his... He's not going to fucking take the suit with it. Also, what is... Okay, so it's a Turbo Man suit for this parade. But this thing is is like a weapon of mass destruction. It's like an Iron Man level jetpack with actual weapons that can injure people. (laughs) I guess like in this... In Jingle All the Way's reality, they have like master jetpacks. Like I guess the implication is that there must be like actual superheroes if parades have access to this level of technology. I like um, um, when Arnold Schwarzenegger is getting into the costume and the guy was like, oh, thank God the, you're the stand-in. Like, I, I can't believe you came here. Uh, good news. The last person that tried this uh, costume out, he is in the hospital, but he did wake up. No, they said he showed brain activity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Like, that's a promising sign. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the whole ending was just kind of like, it just didn't seem It's the right. spirit of Christmas. Fuck he the spirit was of realizing Christmas. that there was another child that did not have their dad as Turbo Man. So that basically, a toy. 
Arnold I mean, Schwarzenegger went like, through all of this for no reason. No, he went through it to bond with his son. And he didn't show bond his, with his son. He's he, like... He uh, showed his son how much he cared, that he was willing to commit all of these crimes, steal a Turbo Man suit, save his son's life. That will bond you together forever. If my dad had done this for... Well, me and my dad already have a pretty good relationship. But, like, <laughs> we would have an even better relationship. I just don't understand, like, as a kid, if I... I don't know, maybe it's just me because I'm, I was just a really good kid. But, like, if I knew that, like a present that I wanted my parents couldn't get, I would be understanding. Yeah, This but kid did not seem understanding. He's all like, our relationship is in the balance. No, he because- was mad because of his dad not being there and being and not being that great of a dad. And so his dad, the, the Turbo Man is a metaphor for their relationship and like his dad putting the effort in because like they show it when he misses the karate thing like his dad's just not there for him and so this turbo man in his attempts to get this superficial thing for his son like you know thinking that he can buy his way to his approval he actually the efforts and links that he goes to shows his son that he actually cares speaking of his son the uh actor who played anakin in episode one yes He is playing the kid. In- yeah, this was his breakout, I believe. Yeah. Um, this kid is fucking garbage. Like, he is not a good actor. I don't know how he got roles after this movie. He's just not good. I mean, he's a kid. Who cares? He's a kid. Kids aren't good actors. Uh, there's some pretty good kid actors out there. And uh, this kid is not one of them. He just, like, every every line he gives is just like, oh, no, Dad, you didn't Every line he gives sounds like he's reading it, uh, he's screaming it off of a cue card. For some reason, he screams every line in this. Like, honestly, I think that when kid actors aren't good, I think it's more on the director for not putting them in a position to succeed because you really have to, to, it takes a special talent to direct kids. Um, and Oh, what, speaking from experience? No, 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 just like going through movies and like there are some directors that do have that gift. Like Spielberg is generally pretty good with it. Like there are directors that are Or casting. You need to have a good casting agent to find these kids that have like that. I, because his delivery was basically the same of every line, I blame the director more so than the kid. Because at some point, like the director has to tell him, like stop just screaming every line. Yeah, I am surprised he got that big of a role after this, the Star Wars role. I don't know how many kids he beat out but well it just shows could have been better <laughs> i mean look they recast him after one movie yeah, so like <laughs> they're like age him up a lot yeah <laughs> um like yeah it's been uh 10 years so he looks totally different so this movie has an actor in it phil hartman yes and well, hold on hold on before we get to this no. what it what did you did you enjoy sinbad's character because i i think that he's honestly like the star of the movie sinbad? like yeah uh, he was kind of funny as like a foil character to Arnold Schwarzenegger. I just like the fact that sometimes they would like, they would get together, have a conversation like, oh yeah, you know, my kid really wants it. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're like bonding over something and then, and then all, all of a sudden, sudden a new turn- Turbo Man is available and they go back to a fist fight. Yeah, like- this post office person is off his rockers. I don't know why he's running around the city. He is with- genuinely insane. Yeah, he's running around the city trying to get a Turbo Man thing, but I'm, he I'm- still has packages he needs to deliver. Yeah, he's carrying his mail with him for some reason. The entire time. Does this. Yeah. And, like, to the point where he's throwing it at people, he's, like, saying that it's a bomb, and then he ends up actually, like, accidentally bombing it because it's a real bomb, and he's like, what is wrong with people in this world? Uh, like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not I'm not convinced that this guy actually has a son. He, I think he I'm is just deranged. 
changed. No, like, I think he's not even a post office person. I think he's just like in his mind he thinks this it is, is. This is what the people who use bots to get PS5s like were doing to get their their stuff beforehand. Like before there were bots to like order like hot ticket items, they were running around like threatening to bomb people, getting into fist fights in malls, whatever, so that they could resell it. Like this is honestly, I think he's a reseller. I don't think he actually has a son. Yeah, um, not this movie's not a good look for the USPS. Um, well, look, they call it going postal for a reason. <laughs> It was because of Sinbad. People exactly. forget that. Um, okay, you ready to talk about some murder? Yeah, I'm I'm not excited for this part of the podcast. So if you've enjoyed this fun romp, <laughs> Mia is about to ruin it for you because there's an extremely sad story behind this movie. So Phil Hartman played the neighbor character. Um, he is a comedian, and he was in a couple other movies too as like more of a small character, kind of a character actor. He was on SNL, and he was... Um, Best known for his impression of Bill Clinton. He played Bill Clinton. And um, he was married three times. Um, his third marriage was to a uh, supermodel. Her name was Bryn, Bryn Hartman. Um, and their relationship was not good. They had two kids, but it was kind of a struggle between them because Phil Hartman was starting to rise up as an actor and his wife wanted to be an actress too and she was basically riding his coattails the entire time and he was trying was she in this movie no oh okay she was trying he was trying to like you know drum up like a little bit of um like talk about her with other people and she just wasn't she wasn't getting it and she also had a really bad drug addiction to cocaine um which made her a little bit you know agitated you know as cocaine does um so yeah it wasn't good she was also had like a lot of mental issues um his second wife, when their first kid was born, between Phil Hartman and Bryn, his second wife, ex-wife, sent a letter saying, like, oh, congratulations. Like, if you ever need a babysitter, I can help. They were on good terms. But mm-hmm. the wife, Bryn, turned around and wrote, the, like, the nastiest letter. Like, don't ever fucking speak to my husband again. I'll rip your eyes out if you ever look at him. Like, don't contact us. Uh, yeah. And so she called up Phil Hartman. And she's like, yo, this letter is kind of alarming and he's like oh that's just her anyway so what happened was in on turns out it was just her yeah it was uh may 27th 1998 uh bryn went to a buca de beppo restaurant in encino where they lived um and she went with a kind of a producer writer friend and that person said like she was in a good state of mind she wasn't like crazy or anything she seemed normal right so she comes home um at 3 a.m. at some point, has an argument with Phil Hartman and just shoots him in the head, in the bedroom. And so after that, she calls up a friend and she's like, oh, I just killed my husband. And I believe the friend came uh, back to the house and then they called 911 and then she locked herself in the bathroom um, as the police came and then killed herself. Oh my God. Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) And it was just sad because apparently Phil Hartman, like, everyone loved him. Even on this uh, film, Jingle All the Way, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Rita Wilson uh, really enjoyed working with him. He was just kind of... He's funny. He's, like, he's a funny character. Yeah, he was just a lovable guy. Like, everyone wanted to be around him. He just seemed like a really nice guy. And sadly, this tragic happened to him. That's just crazy. That was not where I expected this podcast to, <laughs> uh, to end. But uh, you told me you had a surprise for me. I did. And, I did. Uh, that is not what I was expecting. Yeah. So that is the story of the murder of Phil Hartman. What? Yeah. 
And they left it. She led the. They left behind two kids. Obviously, they got. Um, I think he and he, he had a will that gave the money to the kids when they turned like twenty five or something. Yeah. So sad stuff. So now, do you want to? You when you watch Jingle All the Way, do you see the character differently now? I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's still playing a character, but yeah, I mean that is really sad. Yeah. Um, all right. What? I mean, what? sure. I think that you should end more of our podcast by <laughs> describing a tragic <laughs> murder homicide. Um, but yeah, uh, to wrap this all up, this movie was actually quite enjoyable. I actually until like, now, <laughs> yeah. Like now, I, now I don't know if I want to watch it again. Um, so what's our next movie? What are we? We're doing a little special thing. Aren't yes, we? we are. We are going. We are going to do something we have never done in the history of this podcast, and we are going to watch both Home Alone movies. And uh, just one and two, not three. Well, the only ones that we acknowledge. Yes. Yeah. Not three or four or <laughs> Macaulay any of the other. Culkin. Yeah, the Macaulay Culkin verse. Okay. Uh, Harrison has seen it. I've never seen Home Alone. You've never seen either? No. Okay. Well, we are going to watch those two next, and we are going. Yeah, that'll be our next episode is uh, Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 2, because I feel like they're almost like one movie together. Okay. Double feature. I'm down. Yeah, double feature. So we will be back to talk to you about Home Alone. Uh, where can they find us, Harrison? They can find us on iTunes and Spotify and any other podcasting app that you want. Yeah. And uh, leave us a five-star review or tweet at us. If you want any movies we you want us to watch, we'll take it, we into, take it into consideration every go. time. Into consideration. That was actually what led me to Jingle All the Way was somebody tweeting at us. So, oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. I don't remember who it was, so I apologize. But thank you for doing that. And... Uh, We'll see you next time. Stay safe, wear a mask, wash your hands. 